Hi. Hello. It's Megan. And Melanie. Welcome back to That's What Your Twenties Are For. Hello. Episode four? Four. Four. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. It's Halloween, bitches. I know. By the time you listen to this, it's going to be Christmas, though. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, like November 4th, right? Is that Christmas now? It's, tomorrow's Christmas, November 1st. You're one of those people? <laughs> oh, biatch. Looks like we can't be friends anymore. But I am in my costume for Halloween right She's now. She's a so. 70s chic gal. From a Greek life event. Which is so appropriate because today we're talking about Greek life. What a great... Uh, we're so Se- good at this. We're so good at segueing. Oh my god. Somebody yeah. give me a talk show. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm the next Ellen DeGeneres. If you ever want, Ellen, if you need another host, if you need a nobody to host your show, she's been having subs all week. You should just show up to Burbank. I know. I'll just drive right over there. Um, pop in and say, "Hey, Ellen." So let's recap our week with our tweets and our music. Frick yeah. Tweets first, music second. Yeah. And then I have to tell my story. Yeah. You go first with your spicy. Tweet. Okay. My tweet this week is from Corey T. Johnson. Let me swallow my chicken for a minute. Okay. I think we're good. (laughs) I just want my throat to be really clear. Okay. The tweet is, my therapist just referred to her therapist as my grand therapist trying to process. I have heard that. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't read my tweet to Megan beforehand because I was like, you're going to really appreciate this tweet if you haven't heard it yet. And I I think it's solid. It is. It's really funny. It is funny. Also, like, kind of reminiscent of Greek life as well because you have... Grand bigs. That's probably and it's the also all made up shit. Yeah. You know, so it's like, there you go. Opening with the relevant topic there as well. <laughs> You're a grand therapist. Um. Okay. I think I'm gonna do the one for my friend. So my friend Ellen tweeted this. Her handle is hashtag shut up. Um. The tweet is, I was the only one waiting for the bathroom in this restaurant, and then some guy walked up to the door and banged on the door aggressively, then left. So now I look like the asshole who banged on the door when the guy came out. <laughs> I don't know why you keep reading that tweet on, like, two times fast forward. Should I I say it again? Yeah. I was the only one waiting for the bathroom in the restaurant. And then some guy walked up to the door and banged on the door aggressively, then left. (laughs) So now I look like the asshole who banged on the door when the guy came out. See, that time it sounded like you were telling that story and it happened to you. And I liked that. <laughs> Megan is giving me so much sass face right now. I know you can't see it, but it's there. And then it's, she just, you should all go follow her. She's really funny. Um, she's a meme queen. She is a meme queen. And so with that tweet, she included a funny little, funny little, little meme. meme. I don't know why. I think that's the funniest thing. I'm just picturing no, that's so her funny. standing there like, be <laughs> just. Dude, I have a story related to that, but go. I don't want to like get us too off topic. I was at this restaurant one time that the bathroom door like I was waiting to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and I was waiting for like five fucking minutes at this point Mm -hmm. so I'm getting a little irritated but I am like too afraid of confrontation to like bang on the bathroom door like that and I tried opening the door multiple times and it wasn't opening this is like half related half not and someone else came up and like pounded on the door (laughs) like a dickhead and then waited for a little bit and then when the person didn't come out they left and I'm like great okay so now I look like the dickhead that did that (laughs) wonderful I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and then finally I'm like what the hell like I don't why is no one coming out and so I try the door handle again and I'm like what and then I really like put my weight into it door flies open there was nobody in there but a line at this point had accumulated behind me so I looked like the world's 
dumbest. Dumbest human <laughs> being, pretty much. Like, five people behind me are all like, this bitch didn't even try to open the door. But I did. I really did. And it was just stuck. That's awful. And so I was waiting there for, like, ten plus minutes, and all these people were probably like, I hope this girl never uses the bathroom again <laughs> because it was so embarrassing and yeah so that that's story, a different embarrassing bathroom story that story kind of reminds me of um as does the tweet reminds me of like when you're at a party and you're waiting for the bathroom and either someone is taking forever or you just think someone is taking forever because everyone's drunk and everyone's just like <laughs> pounding on the doors I or when you shit. go into the bathroom and and like either you're in there for 10 seconds or like something is happening like someone's throwing up or like your mm-hmm. friend is sad and pe- like these girls are just like yeah girls waiting for the bathroom at parties just turn into like the incredible Here's, hulk yeah <laughs> like honestly true that's really true it's like oh my god yeah no literally here's a great college tip while we're talking about <laughs> greek life and whatever if you're just starting college even if you're a senior and you yeah. haven't somehow learned this lesson <laughs> don't be that bitch Please don't do it. Like, check your watch or something, and if, like, five plus minutes goes by, then knock on the door. But I hate those girls. I think everyone's just, like, because everyone's drunk and, like... Yeah, but your need to pee... No, 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 I know, but I think... It's not more important. I think, like, time morphs because everyone's drunk, and then also because, like, everyone's drunk, everyone has to pee really bad, and so everyone in line for the bathrooms are just, But, like, like, you know that people are not going into those bathrooms in groups any smaller than three. No. So it's not going to take 30 seconds for them to, you know, go to the bathroom, you know what I mean? So I feel like that's a good lesson to learn. I've never been that person. And honestly, I've never even gotten close to fighting with someone in my life. But the closest I've ever gotten was when girls <laughs> banged on the bathroom door as I was in there for like 10 seconds. I was like, I will fucking destroy you. You're like, we're taking I have like turns. my gaggle of four drunk ass friends trying to pee and someone's screaming and someone's talking about the guy they want to see and like some bitches outside and you're like, no. I don't have enough patience in my body for this. <laughs> I will fight you. That's there you go. Never do that to me if you ever see me in person because that's the closest I'll get to fighting somebody. I think mm-hmm. that's it. Or if you say some like racist shit or something, you yeah, know, that might elicit like, it. Like say something mean about your friend. Yeah. Even then, though, right. I don't think I'd fight you. I think I would just destroy you with my words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not my body. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. Okay. Music. Oh right. We, I, we had other things we wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, okay, yeah, you go first. I have two songs. I couldn't decide, but they're kind of similar. Okay. Um, I listen, have, ugh, I've listened to these two YouTubers for... This is a low start, I'm going to be honest. A year or so now. Okay. Um, and I've actually interviewed one of them, but this first oh, one is I know not the one say. that I've interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, her name's Elena Castillo, and she just released a song a cool called name. I Don't Think I Love You Anymore. And let me just say, the lead up to this, like, the countdown she was doing on her YouTube, which I agree, I, like, I love music, I love YouTube, but I don't usually love cover artists, like, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, not necessarily cover artists, but I hear YouTuber, like, YouTube and I think YouTuber that Uh, thinks they can do music. Not that I I don't like them, I just usually don't subscribe to them, because... Fair. I'll listen to my music instead. Yeah. But um, I've just loved these two, and her countdown was, like, really got me excited for the song, and the song delivered. It's really good. And then the other one, her name's Audrey Mika. She just um, signed to RCA, so... So cool. Up and coming. for her. Um, And she just released a song, I think, yesterday, called Fake Heartbreak, and it is also very good. So... 
props to those two ladies. Um, if that's you're like, looking for some music that I'm sure you have not heard. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like underground music that you just... <laughs> underground. Not underground, but... You <laughs> I know, know what you're saying. Less popular music. I, I like that. Yeah. That's so cool that she signed to RCA. That's Khalid's record label. Yeah. So they're both... Oh, they should be on the up and up. They're kind of similar. They're both kind of like indie pop Gen mm-hmm. Z girlies. For whatever reason, I really like them, so. Gen Z girlies is a sentence that makes me a little bit nauseous. I showed you Audrey, though. She wears, like, Audrey wears, like, paper clips as earrings. Oh, yeah. It's just some Gen Z First of all, is that safe? You know, because my ears get really irritated from regular earrings. She probably, like, sanitizes them, right? Like, I would hope. You know, like, I wouldn't want to put a paper clip. I also feel like that would hurt. You know what? It doesn't matter. Not relevant to what we're talking about, but yeah, good for her. My song of the week Mm -hmm. is actually, it's actually kind of been my song for like the last three weeks, but that's why I'm sharing it today. And I'm kind of late to the party on this, but it's There You Are by Zayn off of his Icarus Falls album. That's my favorite song for, first of all, keep going. (laughs) I'm going to get into it. Okay, I... So I feel like I probably heard this song, because the album came out in 2018, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I probably heard this song at some point or another when it was coming out, because Kristen's also like a big, yeah, it was a single. She's mm-hmm. a big Zane fan, so she was like, it was a single, whatever. Um, but I love this song. I, I genuinely, like, I've listened to it so many times, and I'm like, I think this is in my category of, like, top 10 songs I could listen to, and never, yeah. ever would I, like, skip over that song. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like... I don't want to, you know, it's a Zayn song, but also it's just, it's a perfect song for me, for what I like. And the, I feel like when I think about this song, I'm like, it's perfect for a movie trailer. Yeah, I right? see what you're saying. Like when some, the chorus hits and he's like, there you are. Yeah, but also the part where he's like, only you know oh, me yeah. the way you know me. Oh, every time I get chills. Literally every time. And I've probably listened to it a hundred times in the last three so weeks. Good. It's just so good. And it's just so well done. And he also like... I'm, so I'm trying to listen to the rest of his album because kind of like you're, you with Lizzo last week, like I yeah. didn't really listen to it and now I'm like, I'm going to start listening to it. But I'm emo, emo, I'm bitter because he's not going to go on tour. Yeah. And I, That's the I know you're really going to hate me for saying this because you're Harry all the way, but I think he is vocally the most talented out of the previous One Direction members. Yeah, no, I think that's always been like a fact. Okay. But I like him and Harry's music the best. Yeah. Um, but he's just a little bit more my personal style of music. But I'm like, oh my god, this song. Yeah. If you haven't listened to it. Icarus Falls just like had such, I feel like such good singles. He released so many. They were yeah. all so good. And then the promo for the album was just like so-so. Because the album is so long. It's too long. Yeah. And he didn't go on tour for it. So it's like. Yeah. That's why I feel like it kind of could have been a lot bigger than it was. And his first album was really good too. Yeah. Um, that I didn't even know. Yeah. Well, I mean. I kind of get it. I, this is going off on a tangent, but like touring is very stressful, I think. And so I kind of get not wanting and to do always, that. I like had anxiety, but. Yeah, but anyways. I just wish more people knew. Sure. If you haven't heard that song, definitely listen to it. It's just, it's a good, like, it's a nice vibe. It makes me happy. It has nice lyrics. Um, and also, uh, God, Let Me Be, is that the other one? For the rest of my life. For the rest of yours. That one? Let me, let me be, whatever it is. That one too (laughs) from Icarus Falls. Yeah, great song. Also, I like Uh, that one. Very happy. Yeah. I'm like, is this about Gigi Hadid? Is it not? When did they date? I don't know. But it doesn't matter. 
But anyways, um, yeah. Honorable mention to Denial and Louis Capaldi because they're going on tour together and they both have amazing music and I think they're really funny. I've been watching them yeah. this entire week. Love Louis Capaldi. Just wanted to throw them in there. <laughs> true. Very true. So what we are talking about this week is Greek life. A, a fun Whoa. topic because this is kind of where our podcast originated. If you listen to our teaser, you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, we went out for Mel's birthday and we're talking about all the ridiculous, funny Greek life things mm-hmm. that happen in college. Um, if you're in a sorority or a fraternity that just, that are just hilarious, that are just kind of absurd. Just entertaining. Yeah. Um, and so, and we decided, well, Mel, it was Mel's idea to make the podcast more about like life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have more to talk about, but we also have a ton of Greek life tea to talk yeah, about. This will probably be like a segment of one segment of many, because I yeah. feel like we won't be able to cover all the one. things we want to talk about. And it just, you know, because of where we went to school and kind of how Greek life is structured there, mm-hmm. Greek life was a very big part of our personal lives and a lot of other people that we knew, um, their personal lives as well, without it being like everything. I don't know. It just played a big role in my college experience. So I Me think too. it's important to talk about beyond the level of like sororities are stupid and whatever. And like, I hate those, you know, memes that you see where it's like white girls defending sororities and whatever. Like, yeah, sororities are ridiculous and it's they're funny and that's partially yeah. why we want to talk about this but we also want to seriously talk about like the positive parts of it too yeah. and, and there's totally about, yeah. like i know chapman had a really good greek life culture I think. chapman has a handle on greek life that yeah. a lot of other schools don't i think and, and of course like we have our problems too but oh, i know that if you're absolutely. listening from like another school like there are totally some problematic chapters and schools and like greek life cultures at different schools yeah so like this is just coming from our perspective of like a pretty good, I would say, culture. Yeah, um, it's relatively positive. Yes, and I I rushed at a different school and was a sorority at a different school too. So like I, compared to that as well, like it's yeah. definitely Megan has the the, <sighs> the correct. What is it? The you do you know what I'm trying to say? Kind of, but not really. <laughs> okay, <laughs> never mind. That. Not that uh. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it. So we want to talk about, for starters, why we decided to join. Because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but going into college and, like, as I was a senior in high school, I was like, I'm not going to join a sorority. Yeah. I'm not going to be that basic white girl that joins a sorority. That's so gross. That's so obnoxious. I don't want to ever be that. Yeah. Um, I think, like, unless you're from the South, with exceptions, of course, but unless you're from yeah. the South, I don't think there's a lot of girls who are like, oh, I have to join a sorority. That's very like, true. Oh, and if I don't get this and, like... You know, I think, like, I think no one also, is, people are not bred to be in a sorority unless you're from the South. <laughs> that's very true. And also, like, if you don't, you know, you're, you're a legacy, so that yeah. it's different. Like, my mom wasn't in a sorority. My grandma wasn't in a sorority. So I never, like, <laughs> we, she's a double legacy. <laughs> um, so I never grew up with my mom being like, my sorority, da, da, da. Yeah. So I think that also makes a difference as far yeah. as if you're interested in joining one or not. So probably yeah. two different perspectives we had on that as well. I think, yeah, I, um, my mom tells me that I said I wasn't going to join a sorority. I like wasn't really interested in it mm-hmm. um, leading into college. I don't really remember. So, you know. You'll take I, her word for it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fair. She's not lying. <laughs> She's not just making it um, up. So... She told me that, and what I do remember, though, is I got to college and, or, you know, registration opened a little bit before I got to college, and I think I decided, you know, like, I'll try it. I have some friends going through it, too. Like, mm-hmm. I'll try this recruitment thing, 
um, and yeah. just like see what happens. Like if nothing else, like a good way to make friends, right? That was exactly how I felt too mm-hmm. going into it. Um, and I didn't feel. I think now that I'm on the other side of things, <laughs> knowing how like legacies work and all, mm-hmm. I would have been stressed out if I knew how it worked. Which like, sorry, don't be stressed out of your legacy. But at the time, that, though. Uh, you know, during registration they asked, and I said, yeah, like my mom's an AFI, my grandma's a GFI, my aunt's a Kappa, like whatever Jeez. else. My, yeah, my my grandpa was in a frat, my uncle was in a frat. Well, my grandpa was in a frat until they asked him to, or they told him to mow the lawn. And he said, I've never mowed a lawn in my life and I'm not starting now. <laughs> and he promptly gave his beta pin back to the chapter. It was beta? Yep. That's, that makes that 10 times funnier to me. I know. He was like, beta, theta, <laughs> He's a bye. savage. Oh my God. No thanks. But, um, so I, I like put all of my like legacy stuff. The guys wouldn't the fraternity side wouldn't be that. But I didn't... <laughs> you mean you didn't rush beta? <laughs> you didn't rush legacy? beta, no. It's fucking shocking. But I didn't think anything past that. Like, I think my mom wrote me a rec. I had a bunch of people write me recs. But I didn't even know where they went. I was just kind of like, okay, like... Yeah. It's like applying for a job, right? Yeah, that's so different. <laughs> I think a me. lot of girls now going into it know kind of about, about recruitment because of There's more, the internet. Yeah, I think in like, sorry, I'm a little sick, so my voice might be cracking intermittently through this podcast. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think, especially because of like Greek rank and shit like that too, and like social media presence, like there's just, it's easier to figure out. There's like sorority blogs and stuff too, I bet, which is yucky to me um but there's more you it's easier to find information out about how that whole process works and also i don't know if this maybe just a chapman thing but people are were a lot louder about how that worked like our senior year than they were our freshman year yeah like nobody ever i didn't know what maybe it's just because i wasn't one but i did not know what a legacy was I didn't know what the fuck that That's meant. That's the thing. Putting... I didn't know anything about the chapters, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard the bad things, but I never heard, like, the good stuff um, going yeah. in. And I remember, like, I was our recruitment chair senior year. And I remember repeatedly having to be like, stop telling people how our legacy process works. Yeah. Like, that's nobody's fucking business. And you're making current and potential future legacies feel bad. Like, yeah. it's not supposed also, to like... hurt anybody. It's supposed to be a positive thing. Exactly. For all parties involved. Thanks for reminding me of that, too, because I was about to just, like, <laughs> I yeah. was about to say some things, and, yeah, Dude, you're not supposed I'm... to talk about it, and you're not supposed to talk about it because it's, like, oh, a secret cool thing. It's because, like... It's just because it hurts people's feelings. Yeah, and it's, and not even necessarily because it's bad, like, it's not like we're, like, yeah. talking shit about people. It's just, it's just literally a process, and people don't need to know how it works, right? The point of a legacy, we're getting into this outs a little outside of what our our talking point point is but i think this is important to say it is the point of a legacy process in any recruitment rush chapter for whatever it may be is that you don't want to it prevents a legacy from just getting accidentally looked over that's basically it it's not like oh she's automatically in not at all by any means like it's not that and a lot of people like when I was running recruitment I kept hearing through the grapevine of people being upset because other girls were making them feel like oh I just got in because I'm a legacy and it's like nah fuck that that's not guaranteed reason that you're gonna get into a sorority no and it shouldn't be period is at the end of the day like absolutely I might have a daughter and in 20 years hopefully more than 20 years shit (laughs) 30 years maybe she'll go rush a sorority and or rush it her 
right. you know, university. And if G5 is not the right chapter exactly. for her, I don't want her in that because the whole point of these organizations, mm-hmm. going back to why we decided to join, is not about paying for friends. It's not about like the culty stuff. It's not about the status or the name. It's about finding people that you get along with, people that are similar minded mm-hmm. to you as far as like your values and the things that you actually really care about. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be about how pretty you are or, you know, what weight the name of the organization holds. It should be about finding those people that mm-hmm. you're similar to that you'll create long lasting bonds with. It's not paying for your friends. I also I hate like, that shit. love when so people dumb. say that because you're what not is any other club? Well, yeah, first of all, you're not friends with all of them. There's like 200 girls in the chapter, depending where you go. But mm-hmm. also, like, what do you do in every other club? You pay dues, right? Like, and there's other social clubs in a, adult life, too. Like, yeah. Can't. you? It's funny because you pay the money to, like, go to the events and stuff. Like, it doesn't right. go to anything. It's not like, oh, I'm paying this money to, like, go on a coffee date with another girl. It, it's like, no. you pay money so you can go get hammered at a date party. <laughs> You know, like, that's literally it. <laughs> no, it's true. And, like, I mean, I'm looking into joining the LA Running Club right now. It's $60 dues a year, which, mm-hmm. like, obviously is less than a sorority. But you have to pay that because, there because are, you're there are part of the organization. Things. Like, yeah, it's so weird. We'll but anyways, but, there was that. Yeah, Why did we join? <laughs> Why did we join? Yeah, so anyways. I joined because I thought I would make friends. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about. Literally, yeah. I thought I would meet people. I think I it's was like, why well, not? Especially going into college, if you're going, like, I went to Chapman, which mm-hmm. is in Orange County, and I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. So mm-hmm. I knew, randomly, knew one girl from my high school that yeah. went to Chapman. Um, but other than that, I knew literally nobody going yeah. into school there. So I met my roommate, and thank God my freshman roommate and I, like, got along super well, at least in the beginning, mm-hmm. and that's a whole other topic, we freshman roommates, roommates. <laughs> and just roommates in general, um, but for me, it was, like, this is a really overwhelming situation to be in, like, I don't know anybody, I'm super far from home, at Chapman, a lot of people are from LA, or the Bay Area, or even, like, Arizona, like, Phoenix, Mm-hmm. I was not part of that. There weren't a lot of people from where I was from, even. So it was a really easy way for me to just literally meet people. Like, in line for recruitment. Not- I made one of my best friends freshman exactly. year from that. From not even knowing we were going to join the same chapter. We mm-hmm. just ended up joining the same one. But literally, we met in line. Yeah. Going into recruitment events. It makes sense. And I love her. She's great. So I, yeah, that was the reason why I think I decided to finally register and then, um, really no other reason actually. It was, I was going to, I went to University of Oregon my freshman year and I knew a few people from my high school who also went through recruitment, um, but Oregon is like 20,000 people or something like that. It's Mm -hmm. huge. I only knew those two friends and yeah, my best friend um, from Oregon I met because we were in a class together and this guy was like oh you guys are both going through recruitment like you should talk and we both talked about like how whack recruitment is recruitment is well um, I bet it's is it longer at Oregon than yeah, it's it like was a Chapman gross more no yeah thank more. god here's a, a little fun fact for everyone Chapman recruitment is only it was three days when I went through it which but is now insane. it's four um, when people complained that it was going to be four, I was like, are you guys psychos? Like, what That's such shaman culture. It's like, we have it easier in so many like, things, like, related to, to Greek life than the rest of the country. But people are like, you mean I have to go to meeting on Sunday? <laughs> and it's like, at other schools, you get fined, like, a hundred bucks every time you don't go. Yeah. And you just 
you just have I guess to go to get points. Aunt Chapman too, just not in G five. True, yeah, that's just our chapter. Our chapter. Um, oh my god. Part Love two. Them part all. two. Part two. Yeah, we'll save any of those things for um, part two. But so that's that's why I ended up doing it. Um, I'm really glad because yeah, I made my best friend in Oregon, who I literally still fly up to Oregon to see. Yeah. Um, and everyone at Chapman who I'm friends with basically. Yeah. I met through Greek life. Not everyone. That's not true at all, actually. But like the the I've very of core people. of my foundation of friends. And that's very like And Chapman has a large Greek life percentage. Chapman too. for yeah, for a smaller school, Chapman Greek life is a huge part of Chapman culture, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um even people who aren't in Greek life. Even yeah, like my current roommate wasn't in Greek life and mm-hmm. like I but yet I know her through people that were my former roommate events. yeah my previous roommate um same thing like wasn't in Greek life but was basically like an honorary G5 because mm-hmm. she went to everything she literally lived in the unofficial G5 house yeah with us senior year so it's kind of just like that was how you met people at yeah. Chapman truly um and a lot of the haters out there would be like if you're not in Greek life you're nobody but like really that wasn't that's not true at true all. at all um it was it was a very positive thing like Chapman Greek life was cool because it wasn't like other schools where your chapter is your chapter and you don't talk to anybody else like mm-hmm. one of my best friends from college my best friend from college I'll just say is was in a different chapter than me yeah and we met oh, yeah. freshman year and like have been friends ever mm-hmm. since and I had all friends in her chapter for a while yeah um still have like a couple here and there but it was never about like one of my other good friends like we were talking about this on my birthday because mm-hmm. her and then the other girl that I'm good friends with from college that were both in other chapters uh we were talking about all our like recruitment experiences but the fact that we're even friends is kind of funny because at other schools that probably just wouldn't be the case oh I can dive into that right now. Dive in. Sorry. <laughs> You're going to do that every podcast. I didn't oh, mean man. to, but then I look at you as I say it, and I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to. So now I guess we can talk a little bit about why we stayed in Greek life. That's a, a lot nice of people segue. don't. Yeah, a lot of people don't, and I and would say cool that basically everyone considers dropping at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Bold statement, but I think it's true. No, I 100% think it's true. Um, maybe not fraternities. I have no clue, but <laughs> sororities. Here's, here's the thing, like, before we get into this, about why we personally stayed. If you're not happy in your chapter... Drop. But it's not even that. It's... <laughs> not in a meeting. Here's, here's what makes me mad, though. People will be like, I want to drop. I have no friends. And it's like, oh, do you go to meeting? No. Do you go to sisterhoods? No. Do you go to events? No. Then no fucking wonder you don't have any friends. You don't do anything. <laughs> Sorry, like I'm gonna say it. People would people would like say that to me senior year, yeah. and I'd be like, "Why do you expect to have friends when you do literally nothing to when be you're involved? Not participating. Like, yeah, then yeah. fucking drop. Like um, you're wasting your money. But if I, you actually care to be a part of it, go to things. Yeah, I I always feel though that like uh, on the like softer side of that opinion, <laughs> like if you feel I'll like, give the hard side. I don't give a I shit. I know, I know. <laughs> if me. you feel like dropping, um. Like, obviously, let's talk it out. Don't make an mm-hmm. impulse decision. But, yeah, like, if you're not enjoying it, like, that's money that you're spending. So, I don't yeah. know. I just feel like some people would feel guilty when they dropped and it. it was like, don't feel guilty. Like, Yeah, if you tried you, and it wasn't working, then that's just but you, the reality. You have to put yourself out there. The issue we had, I think, with our, with Chapman University, I'm not going to say specifically our chapter, but every chapter was people would just rush and then be like, I have the friends, I don't care anymore. And it's like... Mm-hmm. 
this organization has the ability to give you so much more than just friends. Like, yeah. there's leadership, like, roles you can take on. There's, like, a lot of life lessons you can learn from being a part of it. And it gives you sort of, like, more of a sense of responsibility to, like, show up and do the things and, like, take care of the things you have to do to have fun. Like, mm-hmm. get the points. You can go to events. That kind of a thing. Um, so I also think there's that, like, join because you want to get an ex- entire experience out of it. Yeah. And that's why I stayed. It wasn't just about friends. Here's my harsh opinion. I think it could be a little bit, if you genuinely join and then you're just like, okay, I'm not feeling it. Like I haven't really made a ton of friends and like, it's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. But I feel like it can be a little bit selfish when people join and then are just like, hey, got my friends. I'm leaving. Cause it's like, okay, well like you took that spot away from someone else who would have really loved to be in this organization. Yeah. That was like a problem. Like for, like for life. <laughs> It's not four years, it's for life. Yeah, I mean, it is... That is true. Like, (laughs) no, seriously, though, I don't... I've never understood that. People that rush and then join a chapter and drop before initiation, it's like, yeah, you you truly could have... Like, we could have given that spot to someone who wanted to be here for the long run, and that's just shitty. So if you're going to be that person, um, don't. (laughs) But also no pressure if you, like, figure it out along the way, right? But if you go into it knowing you're going to drop, it's like... And, like, understand that another reason why we stayed, like, if you're going to join a sorority, it's a financial commitment. Mm -hmm. It's not just, like... the fact of the matter. That's the thing. Like, it's really sucky because a lot of girls will rush and really like the chapter they join and really make a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. And that's all awesome and great. And just because you drop doesn't mean that you have no friends from the organization anymore by any means. But one of the main reasons people drop is, like, I can't afford it. And that's totally valid. Yeah. But know that going in, like we're telling you that it, yeah. it's not free like it costs money and also there are events and things they have to plan and all those things they cost money totally i feel like people maybe don't know this if your only problem is that you can't afford it talk to your financial person on exact because they will work with you my art sorority chapter advisor literally paid for a fee for something for me i forget what it was but like paid for me because i couldn't afford it at the time mm-hmm. and like yeah. Like, people want you there, right? And there's scholarships. And there's, there's a lot of scholarships. And there's, like, financial plans. Like, they'll work with you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, why we stayed? Sorry, we keep kind of, like, getting off track. But, I mean, so much um, to say. So, I... When I was at Oregon, I joined G5 there. So, basically, it, if you don't completely understand, um, once you join a chapter and you're initiated, like, that's what you are, like, forever. <laughs> um, even yeah. if you drop, you can't join another... Uh, like a panhellenic social chapter (laughs) you can join like a business frat right but Mm -hmm. you can't join another chapter so i um was a g5 at chapman and at oregon but i joined at oregon and i did not love it at oregon um i feel like i can pinpoint it back to there was a weekend that we had our first like sisterhood which is just an event where you like do a fun activity and meet girls in the chapter Mm -hmm. um like and socialize um, and I had to go away for that weekend for some reason. I don't remember why, but I think I went home for something and I missed that sisterhood, which should not be a big deal. But yeah. I remember coming back and feeling like everyone knew each other and like had their groups and their friends. And I was like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and so I like, I remember trying to talk to girls that like I had talked to during recruitment, um, or just that I talked like during bid day or whatever, and I just felt like I wasn't welcomed in any of the circles, basically. 
So that happened. And then I made the wonderful decision to move into the house. (laughs) Um, Sarcasm or real? Sarcasm because like, I'm talking about how no one was my friend. And I'm like, I might as well move into this organization and make it my life. Yeah. But I moved in because I didn't love um, my dorm situation, which we can talk about in another episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't love that. And also because I knew I was transferring and I knew wherever I was transferring to, except for USC actually. But for the most part, people weren't going to have houses that I could live in Mm -hmm. for Greek life. And I really wanted that experience. So they had an open bed at... Um, the house at Oregon mm-hmm. and I was like yeah you know like I don't like the dorms I'll move in here like hopefully I'll make more friends right yeah there's that because I did feel like that first quarter I was kind of slipping I wasn't really meeting people because I was going to meeting I guess but you know like I wasn't really getting myself into the chapter mh-hh. mostly though because I felt really like lost and overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, and it even when I got my big <laughs> I'm just gonna say this Um, it wasn't, like, uh, my number one choice. Which Um, happens. And isn't always a bad thing. No, no, no. It was just, like, uh, it's obviously a bummer, and it was a bummer for me then. And then I ended up just, like, not really clicking with the girl who actually became my big. That sucks when that happens. And if you're not in a sorority, like, your big is someone who, like, is your mentor and kind of guides you and is there for you or should be there for you. And they kind of like bring you into the sorority and like help you figure it out and they're always like that person that should be there for you if you're feeling like unsure yeah it's it's supposed to go I think to me beyond level of a sorority it's supposed to be a person that's like a mentor and a guide in college and in Mm -hmm. life and if you are lucky then that's what you get yeah sometimes it doesn't happen that way yeah so it didn't happen that way for me um and (laughs) I moved into the house and it was like the same thing. I just remember being like so sad because you eat the meal, your your food, your meals at the house, obviously. It's where you live. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember like not knowing where to sit and like people weren't really like, I no. know. Well, I'd like never experienced that before. I like kind of skated by in high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, I didn't really know where to sit. People didn't really like go out of their way to invite me to sit with them. I'm really trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and like trying to think back. And like, I'm sure there were times that people reached out to me, mm-hmm. but the bottom line was that I just like really never felt welcome anywhere. Um, and like when I was in the house, not during meals as well, it was just kind of like, okay, like what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was like, you know, I have my room, I have my bed in another room, I have my desk another room (laughs) um Um, I mainly like sat at my desk and I I think I was friends with those girls that were in the same room that we all had our desks in the same room um but obviously well not obviously but the girls I moved in with in the house were older Mm -hmm. because usually freshmen don't live in the house and so like they already had their friends too you know yeah so all this to say I would not have stayed in the sorority if I'd stayed at Oregon I was totally planning on dropping um if I wasn't able to transfer somewhere um I love that you're saying this as you're wearing crescent moon earrings (laughs) what's up I know I'm (laughs) tattoo um and every other girl I know that rushed at Oregon also dropped their sorority for similar reasons like people from high school that you knew or just people you befriended at Oregon uh both Okay, gotcha. Um, and I've totally met people now, <laughs> not to say everyone drops at Oregon. Yeah, Oregon, I've, sorry. I've totally met people now who 
went the full four years at Oregon in yeah. Life and love it. It's different for everybody. Um, but for whatever reason, the people that I was friends with... Just wasn't the um, right fit. Yeah, it wasn't the right fit. And uh, and we just kind of got lost in all of the people. Yeah. Um, and so I think that also kind of says, like, every chapter is different. Holy even, shit, yes. Even though I was a Gamify at Oregon and Ooh. a Gamify at Chapman, Ooh. my experience as a Gamify at Oregon was vastly different than my one at Chapman. Gamifies that I know at other schools, so different than Oh, uh, yeah. So, so different. Like, people I know from high school that went Gamify. Oh, yeah. Just other people, like, we. I went to convention, which is, like, I'm the ultimate sorority bitch, I guess. Um, but it's, like, a big... Thing that Gamify, I'm sure they all have it, but I'm just talking about Gamify specifically. They have it every two years, and I went with when I was on exec with the current president, with our friend Caitlin, who was the EVP. Um, and Education then, chair. Yeah, and then another girl who held a position. We all went. It was in Dallas. And I met so many GFIs from all across the country, and not in a good or a bad way. They were just all very, very different yeah. from us. And that, naturally so. It's across the and country, And we were like, right? whoa, that's <laughs> crazy because we're all in this shared organization. And mm-hmm. theoretically, you know, we do have these same values. But that goes back to why legacies are important because just because your mom was a GFI at university of whatever the heck 20 years ago doesn't mean that you're going to enjoy GFI at yeah. your university now. Yeah. Um, Anyways, interrupted your story. Carry on. No, no, no. I think that's a good point. And, like, leads into the fact that when I transferred to Chapman, first of all, I didn't think anyone in Oregon would know what Chapman was because it's such a small school in Southern California. But everyone was like, not to gas up Epsilon New, but, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, you're going to Chapman? Like, that's the golden G5 chapter. Exact (laughs) words. That's the golden G5 chapter. People said that to us at conventions so many times. It was creepy. Like, they're amazing. Like, they're always the ones that beat us in fundraising, blah, blah, blah. I heard all this stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was, like, pretty hyped to go. Yeah, fair. Um, and I contacted our president beforehand, like, over the summer before I transferred. Was it Annie? It was Annie Newman, yeah. Oh, um, and she was lovely. And just suddenly, I don't know, I got to Chapman, and there was so much better about Chapman as a school for me. And we met. But, yeah, I all of these G5s were reaching out to me. And, of course, partially because I was one of the only transfers, so, like, yeah. the attention My was on me there. pretty good about that. But every, I had so many people being like, let's hang out, let's do this, let's do that. And so I suddenly always had friends when I was going to Gamify stuff, which Mm -hmm. I had never had before. Yeah. Um, And so that was great. So I was like, because I had said, you know, I'm going to try Gfi at Chapman and if I don't like it, I'll drop it. Yeah. But I ended up loving it. Everyone was so nice and welcoming. Um, And there definitely still was a little bit of like, okay, people already have their circles, which was hard at first. Our chapter was clicky. But but that also comes with transferring in general. Like yeah. that is totally like you but could say there were clicks there within from the day one too though. Then <laughs> yeah, but like as someone who's been there from day one, like that was an issue we dealt with. Okay. That I think every like Chapman sorority deals with, and probably mm-hmm. every sorority because at the end of the day, it's an organization everywhere, with everywhere two hundred plus women. Even if it's fifty women, like there are gonna be people you like, and there are gonna be people you don't like. That doesn't mean you hate them. Yeah, but like. There are people you just don't vibe with and you don't hang out with those people, period. Yeah. Because you put 200 people in a room, you're not going to get along with all of them. You're not all going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. You know, it's, that's exactly. not what it is. Um, um, but that makes me happy that, like, everybody was super welcoming It was to you. super nice. And the thing that 
obviously <laughs> for us really solidified it was I had the opportunity to run for an executive board position. Yeah, yeah. Like my second semester at being at Chapman because someone stepped down and she transferred. And just being the person I am and like throwing myself into things. That was so cool when you did that, by the way. Thanks. Let me say as outside of any sorority <laughs> title bullshit whatever. I remember like at the time thinking cuz we had kind of we kind of knew each other at this point. We weren't like super close friends or anything, but, but we were we, in the same age. Group. We had like kind of hung around each other a couple times. We were in the same, you know, year in school, so we knew each other well enough. And I was like that's so cool that she transferred here and now she's like taking on an exec role. Like that's so badass because being on exec is hard. Like it just is. Yeah. And like you have to kind of have the balls to put yourself out there and know that like once you're on exec, truly, I always say this to people and if that bothers you, don't be on exec. You're going to walk off of exec and there are going to be people that don't like you. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, not the not the majority by any means, but just a couple. you're going to walk away with a handful of people that are like I don't fucking like that girl. Yeah. Because you have to be an authority And you figure. have to, and you, people and just form opinions because you have to get up every week and talk to And people. talk, and, and you're Make in charge decisions. of things, and when people are drunk at events, like, you're the one that has to be like, okay, you can't go to, like, you can't get yeah. on the bus. Like, you just have to be the bad guy a lot of the time, and it's great because you get amazing leadership skills out of it, and oh, you yeah. learn so much and you grow. But, anyways, thought that was really cool that you did that. Thank Not you. only did she do it as a transfer, she then went on and did it twice. <laughs> So what a whirlwind! What a badass <laughs> um, Megan was. Thank you. Oregon G fight, you missed out. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think that's funny that you say that though, because I, I think I was really confused. Um, if I had known what I was signing up for, I think I would have been you too scared to do it. Away from it. Yeah. I think a lot of things. I'm like, wow. If I had known what that was, I don't think I would have done it. But, but um, you didn't. Because I had had a smaller position in the chapter. Um, that I'd been elected to because I was the only one nominated mm-hmm. before this for like a month. And then this girl stepped down and... Were you standards? I was standards. Hello. <laughs> and, um, wow. That would have... And I just remember this girl posting and being like, we're taking applications for this position. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I literally remember maybe an hour before the meeting emailing her and being like, actually, like, I'm not sure if I want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I like I don't think I know what I'm getting into, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, you're going to be fine. Was like, it Maddie? No, it was at uh, Lindsay Dark Train. Oh. Um, and she was like, no, you're going to be fine. You're you're good. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God she said that because I did it and somehow got elected. <laughs> Gave a speech in front of this whole chapter of girls I didn't know. I, I don't like, remember the speech. I still have it. I just cracked a lot of jokes. I was like, <laughs> I should be AV, I should be administrative vice president because I check my email when I'm drunk at parties. <laughs> you said that? I didn't say drunk at parties, but I was like... I check my email so much. Like, I check it when I go out. Like, I'm early to everything. So if anyone else is early, like, please let me know. Because I just sit in my car for, like, 30 minutes before meeting. And I think people are just like, this girl's kind of weird, but I like it. I don't remember, but I remember being like, go, Megan. Thank and you. And wanting you to win. But so I did. So to sum it up, I stayed because I really threw myself into what the sorority had to offer, which was leadership and, like, which is guidance and making friends and all that. And, um... And I loved it. Like, I loved everything that I got the opportunity to do. I loved all the girls that I got to meet because you really get to know most of the people in the sorority. Yeah. And, God, it's just, like, the best thing. I love GIMOFI. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, a diehard G-Fi. I love G-Fi in a very different way. Yeah, your turn. Um, so, I joined as a freshman. Mm-hmm. 
as I said, I rushed literally three weeks into being at Chapman because that's, we had fall recruitment when I started going to Chapman. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Definitely never planned to like hold positions and be on exec. Um, and I think, I don't know, I, I stayed, so I had a different experience than Megan. Um, my big was awesome, is awesome. She's still one of my best friends. I shouldn't say was. <laughs> She's gone. Um, she was like a person who I think really, truly, I probably stayed freshman year because of her and the girl that I became friends with during recruitment events. Like they were my two closest friends in G5. I had other friends I was involved in. I was on our B positive team with Shoshone, um, which was like an a organization, charity. like a charity on campus that was raising money for to help find a cure for kids' cancer. Um, or pediatric cancer. So I like did things. I was involved. I did air bands, which is like our um, philanthropy event and, and like got to know girls in my pledge class. But I didn't like find my place in G5 really truly until probably like second semester of sophomore year, mm-hmm. I would say. Maybe like summer between the two because um, I was friends with all girls in a different chapter. And honest to God, like, I hate to say it, but I I unintentionally isolated myself from G5 by doing that. Because um, my best friend was in a different chapter. My freshman roommate at the time was in that same chapter. So I just was around those girls a lot. And nothing wrong with them. They're great. But um, I didn't wasn't as into G5 because I was always with them. But I, I didn't want to, like, it wasn't like, oh, I regret joining G5. I mm-hmm. liked G5. Um, so my big was a big factor <laughs> as to why I stayed uh and she went on to be president so she kind of like laid a nice little set a nice example for me as far as like what to do because she was always very gung-ho gamify like really into it um and we're very different in a lot of ways but very similar so when she became president i also had started i took on a position as like a new member educator i was technically a newbie mom so i was like an assistant but then i ended up having to take over the position because the girl that was doing it had to drop for a whole set of reasons i'm not going to go into so i kind of just like dove into gamify like head first once i was in it mm-hmm. um at the point of like taking positions and stuff but holding positions i'll say was the best decision i ever made as far as joining g5 or any chapter because yeah if you're not like going to the stuff or holding a position like yeah what are you getting out of it it is at the end of the day i didn't care about the title i didn't care about the ranking like i didn't care about any of the superficial Mm -hmm. bullshit that wasn't my personality that wasn't why i joined like i didn't want any chapter more than another just because of you know the rumors about them on campus or like what other people thought like that never mattered to me Mm -hmm. it was more just like do i like these people do i like the things i'm doing like what am i getting out of being here and once i started holding positions it was like I was learning a lot about myself. I was learning a lot about other girls in the chapter and like it it became much more fulfilling. So Mm -hmm. I think for me, a big reason of why I stayed was same as you, like taking on leadership roles and getting to learn and grow through the organization that I'd become comfortable in that still allowed me to like push my boundaries, like recruitment and being the, being on exec my junior into senior year and planning recruitment senior year was like genuinely one of the hardest fucking things I've ever had to do. Like, I was so stressed out for a semester of senior year. I was having, like, stress nightmares. I was never sleeping. Like, I also had school and senior year shit going on as well, so we talked about that a little bit. There's other layers to it. But that, for me, was, like, 
I still look back on that and I'm like, I don't regret that at all because I learned so much during recruitment. Recruitment pushed me to a place of like, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. Like I'm here to, I, you guys voted me into this position because you trusted me to like do mm-hmm. my job and do it well. And that was like, you know, that's like a big honor to be voted into exec because people, you know, the chapters are the ones that put you there. Yeah. So it's like, I'm honored that people trust me to like do this. But then at the same time, it's like, especially in recruitment, which we'll talk about at some point, maybe not in this podcast, maybe in another, I had to be the bad guy so, so much. Yeah. And like not care that people were like annoyed with me for those things. And it got me to a place now at work where like if shit needs to get done, I'm like, I don't care if I have to be the bad guy. Like this needs to get done. We need to do it. Like I'll be the one to say it. Like it made me less afraid of like, oh, people aren't going to like me if I do this. Like, no, I'm here to do a job. Yeah. So it's really valuable for like professional life i think too sororities are miniature businesses truly and then being on exec and realizing how much like money is circulating just Mm -hmm. to operate like it's a business i was managing like seven or eight grand myself yeah you know and no one was like advising me on what to do with that it was kind of like me having to figure it out and i planned our bid day event for 200 people my junior year like i had was managing seven grand for that like it's a lot of responsibility. It's, I was planning a major event for 200 people. Like, it wasn't, it's not like, you know, you're just fucking around and la di da. Like, I, I actually had to, like, call vendors and figure out where we were going to have it and, like, set up all the, I don't know, all the logistics. So yeah. it's, for me, like, my sophomore year, first semester was when I wanted to drop most. Really, probably the only time I wanted to drop, I think, because then on it, I never wanted to. Um, I think it's just because I was like, you know, the fun, exciting newness of it from freshman year had mm-hmm. faded, and I was kind of like, okay, why am I here? Yeah, I think everyone just has a little, like, blip of, like, what, okay, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think I stayed, and I'm super happy I did, just because I was like, well, I'm just going to push through it and, like, you know, I'll wait it out a semester and, like, see how I feel. And, again, I was lucky because I really loved my big, mm-hmm. and I, I had good friends. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Um... But then, you know, I got super close with my roommate, my future roommate, Shoshone, and, like, ended up living with her in a house and then went on to live in the G5 house, which was awesome. So, like, it became such a big part of my life in more ways than just, like, I'm a G5, like, yeah. these are my friends. I don't know. Like, it was more, like, oh, I'm actually learning. It's a lifestyle. Well, <laughs> I don't know about all that, but... <laughs> It actually, like, it provided me value in friendships that, like, these people I still talk to literally every single fucking day and love to death and will be friends with forever. Not because we were in the same sorority, but because, like, we bonded and we you love each other stuff. and they're, they're my best friends. Like, yeah, we went through things together. Like, some of the things that you go through in a sorority are just, they bond you. Yeah. Surprisingly... I, we had so much more to talk about, so there will definitely be more Greek probably, life installments. Probably, yeah, more installments. But um, this is just, is Greek life for you? <laughs> yeah. This is like, is Greek life for you? And I think kind of part of my final thoughts, I I want to be, you know, like how to make the most of Greek life. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> let me just so. say that. Um, <laughs> I think that... A lot of people get bitter, like, when they're having those feelings of wanting to drop or when they do drop, and it doesn't need to be that. Sometimes you think Greek life is for you, and then it just ends up not being for you. 
And that's um, a-okay. Because you see the movies and you hear the things and you think it's all just a big party. Mm-hmm. And in reality, it's actually like a pretty large commitment. Um, of course, financially, but also see. time. Um, and like sometimes... Very emotional. I was going to say emotionally. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, and And I think a lot of people aren't necessarily prepared for that. But the way that... I definitely think part of me not loving it uh, at Oregon freshman year was because I didn't feel welcomed and then I didn't try after that. I was just like, well, I'm just going to hang out with my boyfriend. I'm just going to hang out with my friend. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be at the house, whatever. I think you really have to, like, put yourself out there. Yeah. People, I learned, thankfully, I had kind of the, like, buffer of being on exec, so I had to do this. But truly, if you're anyone in a sorority, no one is going to be mad if you reach out, people are going to be so flattered. We always say this too, and nobody ever listens. Just literally, you're going to be in a sorority. You're going to be in, you are going to be. But if you're in a sorority, there is inevitably going to be someone that you don't know that well, that you think is the coolest person on the face of the planet. And, and kind of intimidates you because of that. Literally just send them a text or a Facebook message or whatever, a DM, no one Facebook messages. Yeah. Take it out of the context of Greek life. If somebody sent you a message that was like, you seem really cool, like yeah. I really want to be your friend, can we hang that's out sometime? You'd be you like, say. oh, that's so nice. Like you'd never be like weirdo, no. you know? So I think the Same first thing, thing is like... College and Greek life. Yeah. The first way to get the most out of it is to put yourself out there. Truly, 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 like I- literally... Put yourself out on that limb. That's that's how I got my big. Like, DM people and just be like, hey, thought what you said in meeting today was really cool. Would love to talk about it more. Hey, love your style. Let's get coffee. Hey, whatever. Think this club you're in is cool. Can we talk more about it? Like, and people are going to love it. Or just, hey. Um, No one's going to be mad about it. You're going to make tons of friends. And And if that person's rude about it, like... I've never encountered that. I've never (laughs) encountered that. I can't imagine that happened. But, like, you just pick the one random bad egg. So just move on to the next. Very true. Dust yourself off and Um, just redo it. Kind of in the same vein, but... Same, 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 different. (laughs) um, Is putting yourself out there and throwing yourself into what the sorority has to offer. If your sorority is having elections for leadership go learn about some of those positions and get yourself into one of those positions you're gonna have even if it's a smaller one it's really what you make of it they're all so yeah people think they're small ones but it's just because people don't do anything with them if you feel like you don't know anybody like try to take on a leadership role because that is the fastest way to immediately know everyone because you're just interacting with everyone for different reasons and they're interacting with you. Like, that's the fastest way to meet people, truly. In any organization, probably, but specifically in Greek life. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of, like, some of the smaller ones. I think people think, like, maybe our wellness chair is a small position um, because... It's what you make of it. Exactly, because, like, sometimes people just wouldn't do a whole ton with the position, but, like, one of my friends was in the position, and she, like, did it all year round. She didn't just do our wellness week. She, like, made a wellness booklet and, like, had meditations during meeting and, like, all this stuff. It was super cool. Um, So I think that's another way. Yeah. That you just have to. You can't just join a sorority and be like, okay, I'm good now. Mm-hmm. Like, go to go to the events. Help Make the with, most of join it. Join a committee. Go to yeah. the philanthropy events. The more you can try to get involved with, the better. Because, honestly, 
not everything is going to stick probably and that's just the reality of the situation but eventually you'll find like whatever interests you and what you want to be a part of and you'll meet people and make friends along the way like it's such it's weirdly such an effortless thing to be a part of because if you just do the literal bare minimum by Mm -hmm. going to meeting every week and like going to the stuff you're supposed to go to you are guaranteed to meet people and interact with people i think the thing that just occurred to me that bonds people the most which third thing to do (laughs) um (laughs) Mel's like walking around my room my foot's asleep (laughs) it's been asleep for five minutes i'm so stressed i just i'm like an elephant right now um but throw yourself into the other chapters events yeah every campus has philanthropy events um that have like teams and interactive things and And a lot of the friends I made were through going to those events and being on these teams and a lot of people wouldn't sign up for the teams unless their friends were doing were doing the team as well or like if they were really good at whatever the event was like if it was baseball or whatever but I remember (laughs) signing up for or I was the one organizing the teams and we had a team for this dodgeball philanthropy. And I, was our I on team, that team? Yeah. And our team, team, like, loved each other after that because yeah, we, we won. kicked some ass in that tournament. And every time I thought that back was my to people on the team. Uh, fraternity event, too. So I was, like, real competitive to win that. And oh, I was yeah. very happy when we won. I just remember, like, every time I think back to people on that team, I'm like, that girl is awesome. Like, she's True. sick. Morgan. I love yeah. Morgan after that. She's awesome. I was like, you're just cool, and I want to be your friend. So that's, I would say Morgan, those are the three things. Morgan, if you're listening, we, we love, love you. <laughs> okay, we gotta God. stop doing that. We gotta stop saying Ugh. things in unison. It makes me sick. So I would say my final thoughts are... <laughs> she suck her thumb up. Reach out to people, number one. Number two, uh, join committees. Do leadership positions in your sorority. And third is participate. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Seems like an easy one, but maybe not so much. It's, it's less obvious than it, I guess it I sounds. I really have to beg people to join those teams. She really did. Um, and they were always so fun. That's the thing. Like, with so much of Greek life, you're like, I don't want to go to meeting. And then you go to meeting and you're like, oh, this is cool. I know. People, oh, I people like are all these funny. People. They're serenades. Sometimes yeah. you get food. Or it's like, I don't want to go to this thing. And then you go and you're like, oh, that was actually really fun. Like, it's just... People just like to complain. They oh. like to dread things. Yeah. But just just get out of bed. Go. I had this friend that we always would yell at her for this because she would never go to anything. She would have she would complain about it so much. She would be like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And like we would drag her. And every time, consistently, once we got her there, she'd be like, Oh yeah, this is fine. And she'd be like, <laughs> We know. Just come. Just start coming with us. It's fine. I think she's funny though. Sororities can be super intimidating because it's so many people and because. A lot of the times, you don't really know what's going on. Um, it's like being a baby sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so many things are happening around you, and you're like, I'm somewhat aware of what I need to do yeah. in this situation, but I'm not 100% there. Yeah. But um, that's okay because there's people there to guide you. The more you involve yourself and really like actively make a Try. conscious effort to do so, yeah. the more you're going to get from it and the more you're going to love it. True. In true G5 form, I'm going to snap for you. Um, Okay, my final thoughts is going to be sort of in a different vein because I feel like you talked about, like, once you're in a sorority or Greek life organization. Um, I'm going to talk about before you're in it. My final thought is if you're going to join one of these organizations, keep all those things in mind and join for the right reason. 
because I think a lot of people join for the status, the title, or they join, you know, a specific sorority or, you know, organization because they're like, those are the pretty girls or the cool girls or those are the girls that are sporty or those are like, they join for reasons that aren't right. And if you genuinely fit in with those people, like you genuinely vibe with them and you really like them and you get along with them, yeah, fucking join. Like, don't let status stop you from joining them, mm-hmm. but don't make it be the reason that you join a specific chapter or, or any organization for that matter. Because to me, like, I loved G5 so much because there were so many people that were very similar to me. As far as, like, that you general, to. like, core values yeah. that I talk to. And actually, like, even if we were very, very different people, it was like, I respect that person. And I like them. Um, and even the people I didn't necessarily vibe with, like, people I wasn't, I wouldn't consider my own friends. There really wasn't anyone in our chapter that I was like, that girl's a bad person. I don't like her. So, like, anyways, that's the whole point. Is... <laughs> You should join because you like the group of people for the right reasons. You respect them. You admire them. If you join any organization where you admire the people around you, like then that's going to be an organization where you're going to learn and grow from those people rather than an organization where you're going to stay stagnant or maybe even be brought down. Like it should be oh, about yeah. positive things, you know? Um, and that for me was the main reason why I picked the chapter I picked was because every girl I talked to, I was like, oh, wow, she's really cool like I admire her I like her it wasn't like oh she's cool she's popular it was like yeah. oh she's cool like I want to be her friend like she's really cool and just fun and nice and like I feel like I could talk to her about anything yeah. um and that's what it should be yeah it's not about status because you're in it for four years like yeah you're in it for life whatever they always <laughs> say that your core involvement is those four years you want to spend those four years surrounded by people that you actually like and respect because when you're 30 the name isn't going to mean shit but you still might if you join the right chapter have those friends from that time period and still love and care about them yeah and that's what matters in my mind so that's my final thought join for the right reasons before you do join any organization think about what the right reasons are for you think about what's important to you and what you care about keep that in mind as you're going through and that's the tea there here's the motherfucking I just did that on my fist instead of my phone, but you know, you got the point. Thanks for listening. Um, quick plug again on our social media. It is what your twenties are for. Please follow us. Uh, we don't post dank memes, but we could if you wanted us to. Should we? Should we start like a meme of the week post? Right, we like just that. have everything of the week. We um, can post our song. What? We'll yeah, talk maybe. About this. <laughs> we'll post our like songs or whatever yeah. on there. Uh, we'll kind of if you, any, if you are listening and you do follow us and you have some content you want to see on the social media, like please. Send us a DM because we love to hear it. Thank you to everyone again who has listened and reached mm-hmm. out. I got more nice messages this week and I was just like, that's so nice. Um, so yeah, thank you if you've shared it. Thank you if you've talked about it. Thank Subscribe. You. Rate us Follow. on Apple Podcasts. There you go. Um, and Tell then, your friends to listen. Yeah. And we're so excited to come back next week. Hope you all had a spooky ass Halloween weekend. And uh Rush, that's what your 20s are for. Happy Christmas. Bye. Oh my God. (laughs)